You're listening to Speaker's Corner with Alfie Joey. Tips, tools and tactics for speaking in public in many different ways from a diverse range of guests. These titans of talking from the world of business, politics, podcasts, TED Talks and showbiz share their stories to help you improve your own confidence and communication skills. Please welcome your host, Alfie Joey. Our guest today is Emma Foley, who runs a feel-good tribe. Maybe that's just what you need to feel good. She's very, very upbeat. I encountered her a few years ago on the radio, and it was a, an encounter I won't forget. The picture crops up on Facebook every now and again. She's, she's this ball of colour, and she's a personality of colour. Very, very positive. Also, at the very beginning of her speaking journey... And I wanted this podcast to cover people who are very, very experienced, but also people who are starting out. And Emma is, I think, going to go places. Let's see where. This is Emma Foley. Emma, welcome to the show. Thank you. Can I start off by, can I get a whoop, whoop? Whoop, whoop. Well, explain what that means in just a second. I thought this is the first of these episodes I've done outside, and I thought... It has to be done outside with you. You're a very outdoorsy, sunshiny person. The sun's shining and we're outdoors. I know. Absolutely loving today. It's so nice. It's about, I think, about 23 degrees, topping up the freckles. And I met you years ago now, outdoors. Tell people where we met and what were the circumstances. So we met, it would have been about 2019, so it was before COVID, and I'd put it on my bucket list that I wanted to try and get on radio. So I'd sent an email in basically explaining that I run a group on Facebook called the Feel Good Tribe and started a movement called the Friday Feel Good Movement. And then anyway, a lady got back to me and said, oh, we're going to send Alfie out to meet you. So basically met you and demonstrated what I did by basically going around Newcastle, interviewing them about what makes them feel good and spreading the smiles. Whoop, whoop is what you got me to say on air. And tell people what you were wearing. So I turned up and I had a multicoloured tutu. So I thought, well, why not? It's not every day I get this opportunity, so I'm just going to embrace it. So I did. <laughs> and I think your face, you're a bit like, oh, OK, we'll keep going with this. <laughs> we thought it was great. We enjoyed it. And and I can remember, because I'm, I'm like you, very positive, but positivity can sometimes annoy people. Mm-hmm. We'll come to that in a, in a while. And some people go, what, what is this mad woman doing? Other people loved it. Um... What was the Feel Good Tribe and Movement? Just explain how that came about and why you felt you needed to put that together. So my group, I started, did I start that in 2019 as well? So that was the very start of the year in January. And I started it basically because I wanted to lead a group of people and basically be there as a sort of support, encouragement motivation and just to spread that positivity because there's a lot of negativity around and I love bringing groups of people together and so I started doing whether it's an inspirational quote it's a live video and then I decided I wanted to push myself out of my comfort zone a bit more so it just came to me one day and I thought oh I want to go around interviewing people and asking them questions about what makes them feel good and the reason being is I'm getting them to focus on those good things and as soon as I saw someone's face light up I was sold as I've got to keep (laughs) got to keep doing this 
So I, I know from going round the street and doing endless vox pops when I was on the radio asking people, what do you think about Boris Johnson or party get order? You get two reactions. You get people who tell you straight away. You get people who just go, nope, not saying anything. Yeah. Don't want to talk down that, that thing there. Um, what reaction did you get? So... When I start off, I'll obviously gauge off who I think might feel like talking to me. And I'll, I'll go off, go up to the person and say, excuse me, can I just stop you there for a couple of minutes? Well, obviously, if, say, the listeners now, if I was to say that to you and stop you in the street, first of all, a lot of people would think I was trying to sell them something. <laughs> so some people would look at me and think, mm, hold on. Yeah. So now I actually say, I'm not going to sell you anything. <laughs> and then, obviously have to alert them to the fact that it was going live in my private Facebook yeah. group and obviously a lot of people don't like that as well which I completely respect so yeah you get you get a lot of people saying sorry that's not for me and I respected that and then you get the, the other level where I had people singing I had people Mexican waving and all sorts yeah. so Brilliant. and then as you say that was just before COVID then COVID happened how did the Feel Good Tribe continue during COVID? Well, I stopped the movements because obviously things changed and I couldn't just approach people um, on the street. So I continued with my Feel Good Tribe and I know that it brought a lot of warmth to people because people were wanting connection sort of more than ever. And I did start doing one thing regularly for a while called uh, Candlelight Live. And that's when I sort of played around with my guided meditations because I started taking part in meditations myself. And then I thought one day, oh, I want to try them. And I was actually quite good. So I used to do, I think it was on a Monday evening and people used to tune in. It just used to be me with a candle. So my face would pop up in this candlelight and then I'd just go on and do about 10 minute meditation. But that sort of brought a lot of healing to people and just, again, it was a form of connection. So... When you do a guided meditation, is it improvised? Is it carefully written and thought out? Is it different every time or the same? So it sounds a bit strange. For example, when I would, I press the live button and I just literally use my intuition and kind of feel what I think the people need yeah. and just go off that. So most of the time, I don't plan them. I just use my intuition and sort of close my, as I have my eyes closed, I just sort of, um, I go into sort of my heart yeah. and I almost want to pour out all my love into the people. That maybe sounds a little bit strange, but that's... It does, but I get it. And how much practice did it take to get to that stage where you were comfortable? Pretty quickly. I, I just literally tried it. I used to run a ladies group over zoom and did some gentle movement and then started with a bit of relaxation at the end and i just came into trying it and then it just dropped to me oh i'm going to do a candlelight live on my feel good tribe and i had no expectation i thought i'm just going to give it a go and people loved it as in one lady yeah. actually to know two different ladies on different occasions for my birthday sent me a candle my birthday because they appreciated it so much and you say you found it quite instinctive and natural going back to when you were younger and i watched one of your talks that you gave recently online were you a, a natural public speaker as a kid would you get up and in front of the class tell me about the young emma 
the young Emma was extremely shy, very, very quiet, as in I used to, I can't even remember this, but I've told about it. I used to like whisper and I used to tap the teachers on the shoulder. And yeah, I was the one. So I remember if we went out anywhere in public and I'd hide behind my mum's legs and she would nip me on the bum and be like, come out now. So no, I was, I was really shy, really shy. Let's have a quick word from our sponsors. The North East Nibble Project is a not-for-profit organisation founded by two North East permanent makeup artists, Megan Jones and Amanda Patterson. Their aim is to provide free areola tattooing for women who've undergone a mastectomy and breast reconstruction as a result of breast cancer to help regain confidence and empower these courageous women. To register for this service or to donate, visit their website www.northeastnipples.co.uk and follow on Instagram at Northeast Nipple Project. And now, back to the show. Can you remember overcoming that? Or was there a moment or a, a period of time where you think, actually, I started to blossom then or your first early performance, perhaps? It was probably when I got my first job. So I was quite loud with my friends. Yeah. But when it was probably when I was about uh, 15, 16, so it was around the GCSE year, and I worked in a local coffee shop. Obviously, I was serving people. I was on the front. So straight away, I had to engage with customers coming in. But as soon as I started to get a feel for that, I loved it. Yeah. And it gave me that little bit of independence. And I realized that I'm a people person and I love people. And just sort of giving out that warmth, it came quite naturally. So. Yeah. And you can't not smile. You're the smile, oh, smiling ninja smiling is one ninja. of your nicknames. <laughs> smiling ninja is, as well as many other nicknames. Yeah. And you mentioned the... the the little class of a small moment, you also have done boot camps and exercise classes, which, again, interests me from a communication um, point of view. So you, you're communicating with people online, but also in parks, I guess, or wherever you, you did this. Again, what, what skills would be at play here? What do you have to get right? How did you learn to do that? So I guess that's all about communication, instruction, yeah. to... For people to be able to do the exercise, you need to make sure that you're sort of directing mm -hmm. everything in the right sort of... Would you be really well-planned and rehearsed? Did you know exactly what you were doing? Or again, was it instinctive? Instinctive. You know, it's still, still to this day, if I give people exercises, quite often till the last minute, I'll I plan everything. I'm quite creative. Yeah. So in my head, I'll suddenly be like, I'm going to do this. And I, so say right now, if you said, right, I want you to put me through my paces, which I can yeah. do if you want. <laughs> it's a bit warm today. <laughs> so I could just literally just be like, right, and I could put, put a class yeah. together. Yeah. Very good. That's a very, very good improv skills mm -hmm. at play there. You gave a talk online I saw recently. Um, was that improv or was that very well prepared? What time uh, slot did you have to fill? Was that the, which talk was that? The, 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 one, the one I watched uh, recently where you did a guided meditation, you told your life uh, story. Yes, okay, so I did, I did practice sort of the, I knew what I was going to talk about. A lot of people, I remember when my first few, first few friends, I told them I was doing it and they were like, oh, well, obviously you'll need to plan for weeks. And I said, no. I said, Emma, it's your, fir it's your first talk. 
surely you need to but I've never worked that way I always I always know that I'm going to deliver mm. and I knew I was going to deliver something good but I practiced that and intuitively as I was talking about my guided meditation I kept getting downloads mm. like literally up until two weeks before and it all started coming together in my mind and then I started writing cue cards then I started practicing because obviously that was my first time yeah, talking to an audience with having 30 minutes and that was the main thing was trying to get it in the time limit. That's a long time slot. That's mm. two or three TED talks in, in some cases. Yep. So I just literally planned it, practiced it and then the guided meditation as I talked about my candlelight live, that was the only thing I didn't practice. However, I had the music and weirdly again, after not practicing it, somehow when I was actually doing my talk, as soon as I finished talking, the song finished. <laughs> and people were like, that's amazing. And I didn't plan that. Yeah. So. And your tribe continues. You, you're very energetic on Facebook and social media. Yes, I love, I love a Facebook Live, as, as you know. I know, I know you follow me. In the tribe. In, in the tribe. I absolutely love, love that. And it's funny, one of, one of my friends is like, Emma, he said, I seem to see a lot of you popping up on Facebook at the minute. Just quite often I'll see something in a book yeah. they're like those little pocket books there's one I've got called just be you yeah. little book of joy and if I see something I'll be like I've got to share that so yeah. quite often I'll turn up I'll read a page I'll share it or I've gone back a couple of weeks ago to do my feel-good movements yeah. again because I thought right Covid's you know it's past those three years mm. so let's get that started again and moving forward, what do you hope to achieve in, in speaking or in the near future and then maybe further down the line, bigger goals perhaps? So I know that I'm born to speak at events and just had had a vision a couple of years ago. Do you know Tony Robbins? Oh, very well. Right, okay. Yeah. So when he's sort of, you know, getting people warmed yeah, up yeah. and pumped yeah. up at the start, yeah. have that image of me. The Madonna mic and yeah. jumping in an ice bath and have you seen I'm Not Your Guru? Yes, yes, I've seen on Netflix. Yeah, that's good. That. So I've never actually been to a UPW event yet. However, I'm sort of aligned to go to one of them. But I see myself doing that, and from the talk which you saw yourself, it's a mixture of my high energy and also my softer side, my and the calm. So basically, in events that I lead, I want to give them the whole experience and leave them feeling that little bit warmer. Yeah. And are there any kind of rooms that you visualise playing when you think, oh, I'd love to speak so much, it would be in that kind of arena or theatre or room? I'd like to experience a different range. A big, a big audience didn't phase me. Obviously, I talked to a small, intimate audience the last time, which is brilliant. I love Sometimes it would be harder, a smaller audience, because mm -hmm. you see the whites of their eyes and they're really close. And it, it is, comedians say that, tiny audiences could be much tougher than a massive audience. Yeah, but I also see myself doing potentially, like, I call them, like, maybe happiness holidays. Like, you know, one of my friends, Catherine, is convinced. She said, you need to roll with that sunshine and smiles. Absolutely. Well-being now and the age we're in, we're so aware, thankfully, of the problems you can have if you don't look after that side of your life. Yeah. So you, there's obviously opportunity for you there. Yeah, no, definitely. And obviously with my background with exercise and fitness, I know the importance of like movement. Mm -hmm. So hence why in my talk I did a bit of dancing or just 
because that definitely helps enhance your state and just getting people to direct their focus because quite often I mean we're all guilty of letting our minds go off and wander sometimes but it's just realizing and having that awareness at the time and then directing it back to something else to help enhance your state. I did say that sometimes positivity and I know this because I'm very upbeat generally um, it can annoy people it can put people off have you felt this? Yes, I've definitely had people who have unfollowed or there was one person who said, oh, for goodness sake, are you, are you just happy all the time? And I said, well, no. I said, I obviously have my challenging days where I maybe don't feel very good. However, my natural default is I'm very smiley and I like to have glass half full. I often think, imagine if you called out people or if I called out people who were, who were down in the dumps. Why are you so down all the time? In the same way they call you out for being upbeat, oh, that's allowed, but the other way around would be wrong. Oh, oh no, I don't know if people would go with that. <laughs> Definitely another unfollow there. <laughs> How can people find you? How can people join your tribe? How can people book you? So I'm literally on Facebook, just under Emma Foley, F-O-L-E-Y, and my tribe is called the Feel Good Tribe. Also on Instagram as Foley underscore adventures. Well, good luck and go on Booker. Please subscribe to make sure that you get the next episode of Speaker's Corner with Alfie Joey. And if you enjoy the show, please leave a good review so more people can get the chance to hear it. If you would like to get in touch with Alfie about improving your own communication skills, or you would like Alfie to speak at your company or at your event, please email info at This show was produced in Manchester, England by Jeff Downs.